2: That's greenlight.com slash ACAST.
0: This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know that I'm Mm -hmm. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm -hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine sometimes i'll read a book to go to sleep sometimes mm-hmm. i'll when a bachelor uh that book keeps me very awake it's very engaging that never puts me to sleep mm. i will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen it's nice to get some time away from the screen i also will incorporate some rw Knutson organic just tart cherry juice it truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland.
3: Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains-like clues. We're seeing this in the viral Sleepy Girl Mocktail trend on social media.
0: so, you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the, the game, game of Roses. Of roses. This, this is, is the Game of
4: Roses. roses. Welcome to the to Game, game of, roses. of Roses.
3: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: And this is Bachelor Clues. And today is a Monday, which means you're about to dig deep. You're about to get every important clip that has come out of the various podcasts from within the nation over the past two weeks. And you're about to get our analysis of all those clips. And we have some incredible clips. You know we got clips from that clickbait. You know we got clips from Bachelor happy hour and this one is a doozy because this is gabby winnie and rachel recchia making their rounds to promote the idea that everything's great everything's fun they had a blast on the show and everything's fine Mm -hmm. we love the watch back (laughs) a lot of sauce being slung we got clips from the vile files where they are talking about some behind-the-scenes stuff, what Vial thinks leads get up to, and what is really going on with Gabby and Rachel. And then we got some clips at the very end of this one that are very interesting. We have clips from Reality Steve with guest Chris Conran, in which they are talking about Vial's attack on Conran, which took place during his season of Bachelor in Paradise. And then we have... A clip at the very end from a podcast called Reality Bites with hosts Betsy and JJ, one of whom worked on the show, The Bachelor, as a producer. And she gives a very interesting recounting of some manipulation that happened back when she was on the show. Uh, Literally how sinister producers are. So it's going to be a packed episode.
3: The tea will set you free.
0: Indeed, it shall.
3: And the deeper you dig, the more tea it's like you keep digging, and then there's water, you know. But it's tea.
0: It's like uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Maybe that's a reference that's too old. But oh, um,
3: Lord,
0: up oh, from Clues. the ground came a bubbling We're losing you. huh? <laughs> I'm getting into my bachelor producer mindset. You
3: made fun of me for a reference in our twibbon yesterday, and I was like, it, "Oh, you said deep cut," and I was like, "Clues, you saying deep cut is you shouldn't be allowed to say it. Oh, you're made of deep cuts." You're basically a a gorge fest.
0: My body is a canvas of deep cuts at this point, scarred from all the deep cuts Mm -hmm. over my lifetime. But we're going to get some more deep cuts right now. This is. Digging Deeper. Before we get into these clips, by the way, we just have to have a little Madison Pruitt update, of course.
3: Yeah, I think we need these at the beginning of every
0: episode. (laughs) It's basically how I start my day. I wake up and I look at all of her social media and I'm like, what is she up to now? She and Grant Trout appeared on Amazon Live yesterday. We're recording this on a Friday (laughs) to sell engagement products. And there's like an absurdity to this.
3: She's in the billionaire's club. She's got to be, this is her way of getting to Bezos.
0: She's not in the billionaire's club yet. until that marriage takes place, she's just dating a billionaire. She's just engaged to a billionaire. And even after it takes place, there will be a a pretty solid prenup, I would guess. But she's going to have access to the money for sure. Nonetheless, she goes on Amazon Live to sell these various products that are engagement-related.
3: What is she selling?
0: It was like clothes and jewelry and stuff.
3: How are clothes engagement-related?
0: Well, she was wearing them.
3: Do they say, like future wifey or something on them.
0: No, I think it was just like stuff that's similar to what she's wearing.
3: Oh, smart.
0: Nonetheless, Grant Trout is made to sit next to her during this Amazon live. This is a man who is worth a billion dollars. The money that is being generated from this Instagram live is less than inconsequential to him. It's like a joke to him. But he's there to support Madison Pruitt in this money-making endeavor. Yeah,
3: she's got to have her hobbies. I mean,
0: that is literally what it is. (laughs) She's going to be pulling in like millions of dollars a year on her various spawn con and whatever. And to him, it's just like her cute hobby because he's got so much fucking money. Uh, It's such a strange uh, relationship. And like, why do you need to go on Amazon Live to do this?
3: Yeah, but we are also... Grant Trout, we are open. If you want to give us the Grant grant the Grant the Trout grant, we are open to being sponsored by Grant Trout. You know, I think this podcast could really do well if we had billions of dollars, you know, infused into it. And we're, we're willing to edit our content. Are we? Shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, start every episode with a little prayer. I'll do it for the, the Grant Grant.
0: A little prayer to who, though? You, you might have to align with his father's political leanings. I'm not sure you'd be down for that.
3: <laughs> well, maybe it'll be, you know, <laughs> our super PAC will be, you know, it's basically taking away money from Mitch McConnell. Okay. If he gives it to us instead of Mitch McConnell.
0: Right. But yes, Grant Trout, we are uh, looking for a billionaire sponsor. It could be you. So please hit us up.
3: We could go buy Trout Gore. We could change our logo. We'd be willing to do that.
0: Game of Trout.
3: Put a little fish in.
0: Yeah, potentially. But definitely hit us up in the DMs. Grant Trout, if you're willing to give any kind of sponsorship to Game of Roses, we are out here. We are waiting. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I just thought it was interesting to bring up that Madison Pruitt went on an Amazon Live to make her SpawnCon money while she's sitting next to a man who's worth a billion dollars to whom none of this means anything. The finances of it at, at any rate.
3: She's following the Iaconetti pattern. Is she the first to do Amazon Live?
0: Aya Kennedy? I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe.
3: She did, she definitely is the first to do it with a corresponding life event, the pregnancy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Madison Pruitt's following in, in good footsteps. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about Madison Pruitt as we get into some of these clips because some of them deal directly with this. So we're going to start out this digging deeper with some clips from Clickbait from August 4th. The guest was Tyler Norris. He was the romance group date winner of uh, the most recent episode of our beloved game so in this first clip the clickbait crew is pontificating on the path to becoming a billionaire they are talking about madison pruitt here and uh it's pretty interesting here we go did you see the behind
4: the scenes of maddie and grant's little thing because i saw some comments that were like Oh, that's so stage. She has a white dress on. But the whole reason that she had the white dress on is because she was somewhere with her friend. What's her friend's name? Janine anyway. So she Listen. went in the bathroom as like a setup and her mom and sisters were there with this like long silky white dress for her to put on. So she knew in that moment, Okay, something's about to happen. And then Helen was waiting for her. Also really also cute.
1: this this news just dropped. Um, well, maybe they didn't just drop but I just heard it um, from one of our producers. She uh, he's a billionaire with a B. A
2: his, billionaire his, by his himself. Family, his family apparently is um, they. Yes, they are. They have a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for good for her. And uh, good for how did
2: you become a billionaire
1: uh,
2: with a B?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you have to Google it, you Let probably me will look, never I become know, I'm, one. I'm looking it up. <laughs> How to become a billionaire? All right, let's. Uh, should we move on to
0: the next one?
2: Yeah, yes, we love a guy. That's, very happy a good guy and them. a billionaire. Yeah, we're so happy. It's a, for of it's, it's a lot of love in the air, guys.
0: <laughs> I mean, Jesus it's a lot of Christ! Love in the air. Where do we start on this clip? Okay, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. They're talking about uh-huh. they're defending the fact that Madison Pruitt didn't know she was going to get engaged. That this was all impromptu and her friends pulled her into the bathroom and gave her a new dress, and mm-hmm. I guess mic'd her up, and I guess got a camera crew to start following her.
3: And I guess there's a lot of criticism in the parasocial world about how staged it appears.
0: It's it's a hundred percent staged. I don't know why they don't own up to that. I guess it is a little bit of a 4TWR accusation if it's not completely impromptu. 100%. But who gives a fuck? Her whole life is that. Remember, if you will, when Madison Pruitt was a player in season 24. Her Instagram account posted, "Madison, you look so genuine, so real." Talking about a shot of her in the show, and people are like, "What? You're mm-hmm. posting on your own Instagram account that you're so genuine, so you're real?" And she's like, "Uh, no, no. I gave my Instagram account to a friend to run, and that was her. Ha <laughs> ha. It's it's absurd.
3: Yeah, or maybe it was a sister. It's continuous blaming of the family for her <laughs> stage stuff. I'm like." No, no, no. She was with a friend and her mom and sisters brought her into the bathroom and they said, take off your clothes. And in the bathroom, there was also glam. There was hair and makeup people. I'm like, why are they defending this proposal as if it's the season finale of The Bachelor?
0: There's a full fucking camera crew following them like a reality show. (laughs) Like, forget the sister pulling her into the bathroom and giving her a fucking dress. There, There are like 12 guys with cameras standing around. None of it is fucking real. It's all for show. It is all staged.
3: Her mom and sister are amazing videographers and they also are really good at placing microphones. Yeah, that was I mean, when I first watched, I was like, I just heard the audio quality right away and I was like, Are they? they're not they're not they're mic'd up they're mic'd up in this video.
0: And don't forget, as we learn in this clip, Grant Trout is a billionaire. He has the ability to produce a bachelor-level TV show of their relationship every day for the rest of his life if he wants to. That's where this is at. So to have a, a fully mic'd, fully cameraed out crew following them around for a proposal is nothing. He can drop that money without blinking. Now let's get to that part of this where grocery store Joe is like he's I just learned that he's a billionaire with the b he's
4: a billionaire with the b tastes like
2: billionaire with the b
0: <laughs> and then we get their various uh reactions to that natasha parker's like well that's good cuz he's a he's a good guy what do they know this fucking guy
3: no natasha is providing cover for billionaires here out of nowhere she's like yeah they have a lot of money I hang out with billionaires. I talk about it casually. Oh, yeah, they have a lot of money. They have money.
0: Well, she's doing the right thing here. This is the right play. You want to remain friends with Madison Pruitt. You want to be supporting Madison Pruitt so that you get to be at those parties thrown by billionaires.
3: She wants to be in that bridal party. She wants to be a bridesmaid at the trout ceremony She wants to be the godmother of the Antichrist.
0: How likely do you believe it is that we will see a picture with Natasha Parker and Donald Trump at one of these parties, like a Republican fundraiser, within a year? I think it's 100%.
3: You think 100% we'll see her at a political party?
0: Well, it's not going to be a political party, but like with the Trout family, all of those parties are, to some degree, political parties. They will invite heavy hitters from the Republican Party, especially Texas uh, governors and senators and stuff.
3: Yeah, are they going to be at the wedding? For sure. Yeah, wait, do we have a list of the people that they donated to?
0: He has donated to Mitch McConnell's super PAC. He donated to a super PAC that was a heavy Trump fundraiser.
3: There's some some Kentucky politicians, and they're also big in horses.
0: Yeah, he has a triple crown winner. He's owned a triple crown winner horse. So they're into that whole thing. I'm just saying that Natasha Parker is like... She's making the right play here. It's a dangerous play because this family isn't like anything we've ever seen in Bachelor. We've talked from time to Mm-mm. time about some players are left-leaning or right-leaning or they like this post or they have bad Instagram likes or whatever it is, like the Garrett Yegorians of the world. This is a different game now. These are the people who are controlling the Republican Party.
3: Or their representatives for turning point.
0: Exactly. Rep- yes, that's small potatoes. Yeah. This is like Coke brother level... These people are the ones writing the legislation that overturns various civil rights that fucking uh, gets less regulation on corporations so that they can continue to pollute and all of the stuff. That's what Madison Prude is now plugging into
3: anti-abortion, etc.
0: Exactly. This is the highest level of that. And so Natasha Parker is like trying to back her friend,
3: but... Someone's like voter registration when they barely vote, you know, that's the stuff people in the nation get in up, up in arms about. And this is the stuff that's like, oh, it's not just a vote. It is moving the political climate.
0: This is the real deal. The Trout family are like one of probably 25 families that are actually controlling the country.
3: I love, I just love this discussion on Clickbait. I, you know, I only listen to it on Digging Deepers, but I love the clips and I love to hear all of these people reacting to this news. GSJ, if you have to Google it, you probably never become it.
0: Well, yeah. How do you become a billionaire? It's it's pretty easy. By destroying other people's lives. That's basically the only <laughs> way you can do it.
3: Human rights violations.
0: That's correct.
3: Stepping on the next. Of the little guy.
0: Uh, absolutely. I think you can make a couple hundred million dollars if you have something like an interesting product or maybe you're like creative, you make movies or something like that. You can make a lot of money doing things that don't really damage other people's lives all that much. But to make a billion dollars, you're definitely damaging some lives.
3: I don't know because tier says here, we love a good guy and a billionaire. So maybe he is a good guy and a billionaire. Maybe maybe Tier is right. Yeah. And... <laughs>
0: Maybe he's he's one of those good guy billionaires you hear so much about. You know, all those good guy billionaires <laughs> that we hear in the news all the time that um, donate uh-huh. so much money to charity and make yeah. the world a better place and give their workers the best conditions known to man, the people that like hold their companies up.
3: Keeping a billion dollars definitely isn't evil to yourself. And Natasha has this lovely button for the conversation. Tier, we love a good guy and a billionaire. Natasha, it's a lot of love in the air. Yep.
0: A lot of love. For money, for Jesus, and for each other. But that is our opening clip. And we've spent too much time on it already.
3: (laughs) Yep. We're already in the hole.
0: So let's move on here. Clip number two. This is from the same clickbait.
3: I get so excited.
0: It's... What is happening with Madison Pruitt and this billionaire is fucking crazy. I, we just have never seen anything yeah. like it in the game.
3: That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. And
0: as long as they get married, and I think she will carry it through at this point, I, I think she's like a pit bull. The teeth are locked around the neck of Grant Trout. She ain't letting go.
3: Did you see the eyebrow in those photos? Yeah. He is a Pruitt. Not by name, but in spirit. Right.
0: Well... Speaking of Pruitt and Spirit, uh, they are now going to, in this next clip, the clickbait crew, start breaking down the forced violence group date, and Natasha reveals the nature of what she calls an, in quotes, controlled environment. Here we go.
1: The group date thing, I I was a little, it was a little confusing, because I was like, why is Rachel getting so upset? Um, it's not even her date. Like, she's, like, extremely upset. It's almost
4: like she forgot gets that she has some guys that are super, super into her, like, in those moments. Right. And she has to be reminded, like, oh, yeah, I'm really into Tino. I'm really into Tyler. Like, she has to well, kind I of also, bring herself back to that
2: when and she's also watching for Gabby.
4: Our,
2: for our listeners, too, I mean, we've all been on this show. It is a controlled environment. So when you walk into a place and they say, okay, you guys stand here and watch these guys mm-hmm. do this – Sometimes you're like, okay, like, can I go say hi to Rachel? Yeah, can I you go don't say really hi? Know. You know, there. I know there were moments for us. It was like, um, and that's why I know on our season, like a lot of the girls would get mad at Hannah Ann because she wouldn't care. She just like, I'm just about to go talk to Peter. I don't care what that we got to stand over here. That we got to do this. I don't care. And a lot of the girls would like get upset about that, but but she just didn't care. I don't know.
1: But I guess she was also, she was also saying that she wasn't getting like any eye contact, right? Um. <clears throat> Which, But it just like, I don't know. I don't think it warranted such a uh, like her getting so upset. But mm-hmm. I mean, there I, there could have been stuff missing that we don't see and we don't know. And, and should...
0: not getting any eye contact. Hey. But there could be things we don't see. We don't know. I can believe GSJ said that. I, this is like a, a moment of rare honesty from GSJ where he's like, look, the edit. We don't really know what's going on here. And this is what leads me to believe that he's not a true believer. He sells the sauce. He slings the sauce. I don't think he's eaten the sauce. I don't think he believes in the sauce. I think he knows it's a game and this is how he makes his fucking money. Because every once in a while, GSJ has a little moment like this where he peels it back and he's like, look, it's a TV show. She looked upset, but we don't know. We don't see it all. We don't see the whole thing.
3: He did say, we don't see it all. Uh... I, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack here. I love Natasha calling it a controlled environment and kind of giving us this description. Stand here. Sometimes you're like, can I say go say hi to Rachel Reckia? And then a respect for Hannah Ann's gameplay because she would take advantage of every moment. That's how she did her uh, double steal on night one, the perfect night one that we've ever seen by any player. And... I mean, look, GSA is still singing a little saucier. He's saying, I don't think it warranted her getting so upset. This is like the, oh, this woman is way too emotional for this. This is just demonizing Rachel Reckia further. This is how she should feel.
0: Yes. And that is upholding the contemporary narrative set out by the producers to fuck your leads over. Even on clickbait, they don't fucking support her it's unreal to me like there's no protection of the leads this season anywhere not even coming out of fucking grocery store it's unbelievable like what's he what benefit (laughs) does he have from saying this shit literally fucking none it's just to appease the producers
3: it upholds the idea that rachel recce is upset for no reason and that the producers didn't make her upset
0: yes producers not at fault here But I love this thing that Natasha says. It's a controlled environment. So she is allowing us behind the curtain here a little bit as well to say, like, this is all fake. You can't just walk up and talk to the leads unless you're a superstar player like Hannah Ancelis, who's just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. God damn it. What I wouldn't pay to have the uncut footage of season 24 to see all of Hannah Ancelis' plays. I think she might have been the best player that's ever lived. As you get little pieces like this coming through podcasts, like, oh, fuck, she just didn't give a fuck about any of the rules. She played a super strong first audience game, and that's all that mattered.
3: I want to see all of those deleted scenes. I want to see the true, like, live tape footage of Champagne Gate and how that all played out. I mean, it's also telling that these are the first two clickbait clips. We are discussing the first two professional players, Hannah Ancelos and Madison Pruitt. And this is how good they are. We're still talking about them today.
0: Still not even still talking about them. Madison Pruitt is doing something contemporarily that's interesting. She's engaged to this billionaire. Hannah Ancelos, she's not doing shit. We're just talking about her gameplay from season 24 now. (laughs) I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's how good it was. She's
3: not doing shit. She caused an off-season whole controversy of... Whether she was in La Quinta or not,
0: yeah. And it wasn't even her; it was just somebody who looked like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the final clip here from this clickbait episode, in which Tier is making fun of Hayden's dying dog Rambo, and Natasha reveals her ideas about PTC timing strategy. This some interesting gameplay from or gameplay speech from Natasha here. Here we go.
1: Hayden, yeah, Hayden, he should have just.
4: And him saying Just that he was, his mouth shut. he was going to tell Rachel something that could really bring them closer and take them to the next level, and it was about his dog that yeah. he was like missing time with. It. His uh, his tactics are very bizarre.
2: Yeah, it, and he and straight that, up
4: lied. And that's comparing. That, to that his seemed
2: fake. It seemed fake. Like as a I dog mom, him. I love my dog. No. You a dog. I, yeah,
1: I disagree with you there. I, I don't I don't think that was fake. What I don't think I mean, that was
2: fake. What I know, what I mean by fake is like the timing of it all. It's like, oh, I'm in the hot seat because of what I said about Gabby, so let me bring up my dog and, and this this thing oh, that's so happening that with my dog. I'm saying the timing, the timing of it. All. Yeah, I don't think No, I actually convenient. think the dog is, is has the issues that the dog has. I'm not saying that part was fake. I'm just saying sometimes with like you know sometimes when people bring up these sad things that happened in their life it's the right time they're on their one on one date whatever blah, blah blah but i just feel like oh let me share something really let me let me turn the narrative about me now so you can feel sorry about t- about me yeah it's but see, that's a that's why i think you
1: that's why i think you're wrong though because i don't i think hayden is oblivious to all of it i think he's a little narcissistic and lives in his own world and i don't think he even knew that he was in a bad spot with rachel
0: this is some of the most egregious upholding of the sauce from the producers that i have ever fucking seen they are shitting on this guy hayden so fucking hard every aspect of what he did in that final episode they just pick it apart they make him a villain This was fake. Well, the dog was real, but I mean, his timing of talking about it was fake. Natasha then issues this bizarre fucking demand that PTCs only be played on -on one-on-ones. Well, guess what? Hayden didn't have a one-on-one. So when's he supposed to fucking play it? This was his only opportunity. I mean, I'm not saying he played it well. Don't get me wrong. But he had no other shot to play it here. This was it. He had to have played it in that moment.
3: This also makes me think Natasha is barely watching the episode because she's like, the timing of it, you're in a hot seat and you need to turn the tape, turn the narrative. And it's like before that point, he had no idea there had been a tattle about him. Correct. He's just playing his PTC at a cocktail party, something that people do all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cam Ayala doesn't get a doesn't get a one-on-one date. He's not allowed to talk about his PTC. Yes. If you
0: have not had a one-on-one date within the first two weeks, which Hayden did not, you must play PTC at either the group date after party or the cocktail party. You have to. Yes. You, you, you just can't let it go any longer than that if you haven't already had a one-on-one. You simply cannot. And so I think Hayden actually timed it well. And to say that you can't play a PTC to try and turn the tables if you're in the hot seat, like, what better time is there to
3: play it? She also didn't get a one-on-one until she was in the final six. So it's like if, a, if there's a PTC that really affects your life and you want the lead to know about it, what, you're just supposed to wait around for production to decide that you have a one-on-one? It's basically a pity Rose accusation that he is yeah. Rose chasing. And, you know, we don't know exactly the type of hate Hayden has received. I'm sure he has. And I saw that Rambo, his... Creature has gone private. That's never a good sign.
0: No, I know. That that uh is not a good sign. And I don't know what that is for. I don't know if something bad has happened to Rambo or if Rambo's getting hate messages in his DMs. Hate mail. You think that's what it is? Rambo's getting hate mail?
3: I think it's hate mail. I don't know.
0: Could be. And the reason for that is because the show positions these Lee or these uh villains as villains, and then they get the hate mail. Down to grocery store calling Hayden a fucking narcissist in this clip. This is coming from a man yes. who has literally created a company to sell tomato sauce with his name on it. It's fucking crazy.
3: Yeah. Calling someone a narcissist when you're not a, uh, mental health professional seems a little wild to me. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's just to paint him as a fucking villain. Attack his character. Attack his behaviors within the game. Attack the validity of his dying dog. That's where clickbait is at right now. That's what this show has become. Yeah.
3: No, but don't worry. Natasha is in a position where she's allowed to do this. She's a dog mom.
0: Oh, I didn't realize.
3: As a dog mom, I can say this timing was nefarious.
0: Yeah. She's like, I'm a dog mom, <laughs> and so let me tell you. When my dog becomes terminally ill, I'm going to wait to the exact right time to tell anyone I'm ever on a date with that my dog is dying. I mean, it's it's absurd. Everything they're saying is absurd, but that rounds out the first three clips. That was basically the appetizer here for the rest of our digging deeper. So, these next clips that we're going to get into are from another official Bachelor Nation uh, podcast. This is from Happy Hour. The guests are our two leads, the dual crowns, Gabby Wendy and Rachel Recchia. This was from August 3rd. And every one of these clips is mandatory fucking listening because it's all sauce. It's the leads throwing sauce. It's the hosts of happy hour catching the sauce and returning the sauce. It is a sauce tennis match with sauce rackets and sauce tennis balls just going back (laughs) and fucking forth. So you have to listen to these.
3: And a rewriting of bachelor nation history <laughs>
0: that too well a misunderstanding of it which
3: i guess is sauce in itself
0: as we we always get from these podcasts they do not know their history but in this first clip we have got becca kufrin asking gabby and rachel which was more difficult filming or watching back and we get some real feelings from rachel recchia here about the watchback this is absolutely fascinating here we go If you want to hear those clips, and believe me, you do, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash Game You join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to the rest of this Digging Deeper. You're going to get access to the rest of the last Digging Deeper and the one before that and the one before that. All the wars Digging Deepers and all of the bonus episodes we've ever made for our Patreon, there's, I think... 47 of them there may be 50 in there now i'm not exactly sure but you're going to get access to all of those you're going to get access to our weekly live shows that we do half an hour before our beloved game airs every monday night and you're going to get access to our discord which is a growing community of people down at the bottom of the pit talking about bachelor talking about squirrels talking about aliens talking about pokemon go and everything else that we can get in that discord and also on that discord you have the ability to upload your own screams some of which we play on our friday this week in bachelor nation shows so we hope to see you very soon in the bottom of the pit it's the pit you you can get it in, and dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit, you can get it in. Go around in all this content, it's the pit, come on, admit, you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits, it's the pit, is room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now, head to toe, dressed in Quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever. Unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. (laughs) I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com/roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's Quince, Q U I N C E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. We're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer. It's a great time of year. It's a time for renewal. For me, that means reconnecting with friends and family I haven't seen for a while. And when I do, I want to make sure I have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with. That's why First Leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you to get started. You just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on first Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well. If you're doing it as a gift, it only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge. Who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything else. In between. It's all based on your personal preferences, on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out.